Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hello, Michelle. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Doing well. Doing well. We're coming on this episode after Thanksgiving, so... We hope all of you had a really terrific holiday with your family and friends and got to relax a little bit and are easing your way into the return to the workplace. Except this year, is was it really Thanksgiving or was it just pre-Christmas? Because oh, yeah. in people skipped right to Christmas before Halloween was even over. So I am surrounded by lit up subdivisions and Christmas lights. Not that they set it all up because the weather was nice, which would be smart. Right. But they actually just pulled the trigger. Like some wow. people in years, while the weather was good, they just go ahead and set up all the outside stuff and then turn it on. Yeah. Things. No, no, no. Not this year. We have full on Christmas here in Michigan. <laughs> and that was before Thanksgiving, long before Thanksgiving. So I'm thinking Thanksgiving is... It's really losing its way. It's, it's, yeah, it is. I mean, thankfully we have parades and football to keep us in check, but it is strange because I consider myself a pretty flexible Gen Xer, but there are certain societal cues that I need and some that I miss. So like you have to have, you know, the stuffing has to digest before I pull out the red and the green and the yellow and the blue and all that stuff. Back in the day, the Jerry Lewis telethon final tote had to happen before I would set foot back in my school. <laughs> None of that happens anymore. It's kind of None of it happens anymore. And I'm feeling like Thanksgiving is, you know, it's going to go the way of Pluto. It's going to get demoted. <laughs> it's going to come to be known not as Thanksgiving, but as, you know, carb loading for Black Friday. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think everything's faster. I mean, we've seen the online sales early back Black Friday, but in in a way that's good. It's countering. I am seeing, I can't give you the list, but it's nice to see that some big box stores are having, you know, sanity has prevailed. They're either not opening on Thanksgiving or they're having relatively, I don't want to say decent, but, you know, their hours aren't too off-putting. But um, yeah, it's weird days, weird days. Maybe it speaks to our our general anxiety as a society. (laughs) Let's just get it done. (laughs) This could be, was this all sparked by the great toilet paper raid of 2020? I don't know. (laughs) Is that where it all started to turn? Hey, I don't know. I don't know. That that, that would speak to my inner Girl Scout, be prepared. (laughs) This is true. So why not have Black Friday four weeks ahead of schedule so that the planners and the preppers could make sure that they got everything right. that they need on sale. That's right. Before else, before That's it's right. all gone. I, I will say if you are still eating your tuna fish from 1999, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the name of prepping, I don't know if this segue is terrible, but... <laughs> There's been some activity, I know this is shocking, in the world of AI, artificial intelligence, especially as it touches upon our profession. By the time this this hits your podcast uh, queue, not sure where the situation with OpenAI is going to be because it seems to be every day there's something new happening. But um, recently the board ousted 
the chair. And now, now some of the board, the employees are signing petitions to bring him back. And as someone pointed out on the news today, you know, such an influential change-making organization in the hands of the number of people you can count on two hands, not a great thing. Well, it's, it's interesting from so many perspectives. It, yeah. it is huge in the world of AI because when there's that type of a shakeup. So Sam Altman, the CEO, was ousted, as yeah. you said, by the board. But then some other key members, I guess, left. And then they appointed an interim. And then Microsoft hired Sam. But then there was a push to bring Sam back. And Sam, I think, was part of that push. Yeah. And the whole thing is just weird. Yeah. Well, for, you know, users of OpenAI, it does make you take a step back because, first of all, when the CEO is ousted by the board, sometimes those are due to concerns that don't speak to the product or the quality. But it does make you pause and wonder if you can trust the product when there's this level of tumult at that level. It, It really does make you think about that. Like, is is this really something that I should continue to use? Can I have faith in it? And AI is so, it's growing so fast and things are changing so quickly. And, you know, it it brings a level of hesitancy that I don't think that the company really needed. And who the heck knows where it's all going from here? It's just, it's been a day-to-day, you know, drama. Yeah, it really has. And Well, for me, it seemed to come out of nowhere because I'm not exactly paying attention to that company 24-7. But I thought, wait, what? Huh? What? (laughs) And what will that mean for the future of AI? But um, we have also learned that PRSA has a little something to say about the future of AI, at least in our practice. They have released a PDF, a document, ethical writing on, you know, on, on using the ethics of using AI in your writing within our industry of public relations, which is a nice thing to have, I think. That is a great thing to have. Yeah. So we always try to... You know, again, this could change again, but OpenAI named three interim CEOs in three days. So hmm, I'm feeling like if you have solely been relying on ChatGPT, you might want to just add some other tools to the mix because this is not giving stability vibes. No, no, it is not. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you have been wondering or, you know, concerned yeah. about the ethical use of AI in your everyday practice or as a whole, we will put the link in our show notes, but please do head over to prsa.org. It really does lay out the ethical risks and best practices, which is what we really, what we all need, because let's face it, this tool is here to stay in so many ways. And as we've said many times on this podcast, it's best to get to know it, get good at it in an ethical manner, because it's it's really going to help you to not, not only stand out, but to be competitive as, as we move forward. And shout out to Michelle Egan, who is the 2023 PRSA chair and Mark Dvorak, who is the best man ever. I adore Mark and have had the pleasure of serving with Mark. He's the 2023 BEPS chair. They headed up this effort. And I, I know that, you know, the people behind this are so thoughtful 
And it's cool that, you know, it doesn't look like you have to log into PRSA. So even if you are not a PRSA member, you should be able to grab this resource, which I think is a fantastic thing. Um, We do need to pay attention to things like this. And so nice resource. Thank you so much, PRSA, for providing that, for leading the way, as well as to other organizations who have really taken this seriously and, you know, outlined some guidelines for communication professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then there's the other blip on the radar (laughs) of AI, which is pretty significant. Um, I know, Karen, you had discovered there's some developments regarding AI in pitching stories. Yeah, apparently. So AI, not human beings, may be reading your pitches, which is, you know, a little demoralizing considering how hard we all work to craft those personalized targeted pitches. And And so it's, you know, media relations is really becoming very different these days. You you have resources that used to be great for aligning sources and reporters that are now not even being vetted and verified. And and I'll go ahead and call them out. It's Harold specifically. So that's that's a thing. It really has kind of become, I've not really paid attention to Harold's in quite sometime because they don't verify the sources and you do see a lot of content shops and SEO specialists. Nothing wrong with SEO specialists. However, when you are working on behalf of clients, you're looking for something different. You're using Hero as a source to really support your thought leadership efforts. And so some of these publications are not always that. And so you're looking for more editorial. And so that's really, it's it's just an interesting and somewhat concerning use of AI when you don't have humanity involved in these decisions. But at the same time, I'm seeing a lot of journalists move over to the content side because, you know, let's face it, yeah. journalists are not really being paid the amount of money that they should for their talent. And I still, I don't know about you, but I, I still get so excited when I read a piece by a journalist in a publication that really allows them to exercise their craft and the writing so sharp. And it's so, it's so, sometimes the things are so beautifully written and so deeply investigated and researched that it just still makes me excited. I, I am also sad that there's not more of that, that that is no longer the norm, but it is really exciting when you have journalists at a publication who really get to do what they do best, which is write, investigate, really present all sides of an issue. I love that. I love it. Whether it's about, you know, a societal problem or politics, I just really still enjoy good old fashioned, great writing. And I don't want to see that disappear. Right, right. And it's, um, it's our loss as a society that that is not valued. And I don't know you know, we have, there's so many moving parts these days and, and people's lives, we, we just whiz along. And I don't think people, it's not to say they're ignoring it or that they're making a wrong decision, but guys, you know, well, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but, you know, people in general got to value our journalists and demand it, demand it. So that's why we say things like subscribe to your local paper you may not appreciate it, but then when you realize you don't know what's going on in your community. Hmm. Oh, who used to do that? Oh, that boring old paper that I used to slag off on. <laughs> yeah. So very true. And, you know, journalists are continuing to be under attack 
which in 2023 more so for being truthful, but we need, we need them. We need unbiased professional reporting, but you know what? We also need, we, we also need journalists outside of, of that realm of really holding us accountable of telling our stories and writing history. They're so good at that. You know, even I read a journalist, um, tribute to Matthew Perry following his death and and it stuck with me. And I thought, wow, that we need people who have this gift, who have this talent, who love this job that they do, who, you know, and to speak these words in a way that not everyone can speak them. Right. And I don't want to, I just, I don't want to lose that. I'm sorry. And thank God for, you know, like the Hollywood writers fighting for that, their right to, exist with AI. They're not eliminating AI, but they also, you know, were able to bring out their role and fight for their rights and get what they wanted. We can coexist with AI, but I don't want AI to take over. Agree. Agree. We need to maintain the humanity of it because if that's lost, you know, what's really, what's the point of our existence? You know, was it, was it the, was it Winston Churchill? Don't, don't uh i'm not sure if i'm up on my trivia but he was you know back in world war ii it's like well if if we don't keep the arts and things alive then what are we fighting for so definitely and and you know we'll put sports writers in there because i gotta tell you sometimes a beautifully written article like if it's a championship or something sports writers can make me cry there is a special romance to sports writing that there is then underappreciated <laughs> completely agree completely agree with you we are not talking about sports broadcasters though however who make up their sideline commentary can we not talk about uh, that? yes no we are not <laughs> talking about that no no we are not <laughs> we don't talk about bruno and we're not talking about sports broadcasters today but I- maybe on another day we will address that yes. issue Agree. Yes. Yes. Keep it real, people. Because you know what? We're going to find out. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Don't we always? Oh, my goodness. Well, we wanted to let this digest along with your holiday meal. So we kept it short and sweet today. And we hope you got some value out of this. If you did, please do share it around and hit us up at soloprpro.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about. What can we dig into and, uh, and talk about in a future podcast? But until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life. <laughs> <laughs>